Who are presented with the best life? By Paul C. Young Now is the time for those righteous to be awake and spread the gospel. Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 to 13 Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. The first volume on heresy will be published next Tuesday. The subsequent volume is expected to come out in about two months. I am very grateful for all this. As I've been preparing the second volume on heresy, it's been quite a busy and struggling time for me. There have been so many natural disasters recently that I am fully convinced that we are now living in the age of sorrow and recently Pakistan was struck by a devastating earthquake. Some villages in Guatemala were wiped out by mudslides triggered by a hurricane thereby disappearing without a trace. The devastation was so bad that the authorities stopped trying to recover the victims and instead declared the sites to be public cemeteries. It's estimated that about 80,000 people died from the earthquake in Pakistan, but the number of victims is expected to grow even more in the coming months as the afflicted region Kashmir is very rugged and mountainous and the brutal winter there will extract a heavy toll on the people who lost their homes from the earthquake. We also have some partners in Pakistan and unfortunately their safety is not known to us yet. We'll continue to try to get in touch with them but meanwhile we should all pray for them. When we turn to the book of Revelation we see that such disasters would happen when the Lord opens the third seal. In Matthew chapter 24 verse 7 to 8 it's also said that when the end times come for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. I believe that now is such a time of sorrow. 
I am convinced that we don't just hear about this age from the word any longer, but we can actually feel it all around us. There is therefore even more reason for us to preach the gospel further and work even more diligently. For a while I had put off preaching about heresy, despite my wish, but I finally got a chance to address this issue, though very lightly, under the title, Heretics Who Followed the Sins of Jeroboam. In the second volume, I plan to address this issue in more depth. The ultimate point is that whoever does not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit is a heretic. Heretics refer to those who claim to have received the remission of sin even as they don't believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and who, despite their claim, actually front only religious doctrines. By preaching a false gospel, heretics lead people to a spiritual death and exploit them for material gains. This is their fruit and defining characteristic. Every Christian all over the world must have a clear understanding of heresy and the heretics themselves are also in desperate need of the gospel of the water and the spirit. Indeed, this present age is a time when everyone is thirsting in both body and spirit, when the righteous must be awake and when sinners must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. So we know very well that the righteous must preach the gospel even more faithfully in such an age. And that is precisely why we are all working so diligently. In Matthew chapter 25, our Lord gave the parable of ten virgins. He said that now is the time when the gospel can be spread the most, for it is written, The foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. If there are many people watching their lamps going out and asking us to share oil, shouldn't we preach the gospel to them more diligently and thus lead them to receive the Holy Spirit also? Now is the window of opportunity to preach the gospel of the water and the Spirit. I believe that this present age is ideal for the gospel to be received and spread well so long as we preach it. Now is the ideal time to preach the gospel. It's also the best time to preach about heresy. We can define the characteristics of this age as follows. Love is disappearing from people's hearts. Their lives are ravaged by natural disasters. Ideology and ethics no longer matter that much. And people are at a crossroads that would determine life and death. So, I am convinced from all these factors that now is the time when we can preach the gospel of the water and the spirit with the most success. The light of everyone's heart is going out for worldly people and Christians alike and even pastors and those who claim to be doing God's work. Therefore, those who have not been born again in and of themselves are now asking the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit to share the oil with them. Jesus said that in the end times, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Matthew chapter 24 verse 12. 
If natural disasters strike only a few areas, then people around the world would send in food, medicine and basic supplies to the victims. But if the entire world should be struck by natural disasters, then it would be impossible for them to assist each other. If your own countrymen are struggling, and if you yourself have nothing to eat, then love is bound to grow cold. Altruism and neighbourly love appeal to people only when they can keep their composure to pay attention to others. When disaster strikes in the end times, people will be facing a desperate situation and grappling with their own individual fate, wondering whether or not they would go to heaven or not and survive on this earth or not. That's why, even for a while, Americans went through a spiritual awakening when the United States was struck by the 9-11 terrorist attack. So I am sure that such a time is the most ideal time to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit. We must pray. In times like this, we must preach the gospel by faith even more forcefully. This world still has so many people who must hear the gospel. And for those who already believe in Jesus as their saviour as well, they are divided into those who believe properly and those who believe mistakenly. The Bible speaks about how those who believe in Jesus properly through the gospel of the water and the spirit should live and it also makes clear what will ultimately happen to those whose hearts, despite claiming to believe in Jesus, have not been washed from their sins as they do not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Jesus said in today's scripture passage, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. In fact, even among church attendants, those who attend church without knowing the gospel of the water and the spirit are extremely foolish. If one's sins remain in his heart, both when he attends church and when he does not, then as far as his sins are concerned, it makes no difference whether he attends church or not. So how can this serve any purpose at all? That's precisely why the Lord says that everyone must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Whom then does the Lord now classify as foolish people? They are the ones who have sin in their hearts, irrespective of whether they attend church or not. Although the foolish people's acts may seem a little different from each other, when you compare their hearts, they are the same. All those who are now ignorant of the gospel of the water and the spirit have sin in their hearts equally, regardless of whether they attend church or not. That's why the Bible says that such Christians have the lamp but no oil. That is, they attend church in vain for they have not received the remission of sin. Think about it for a moment. If you attend a church that does not preach the gospel of the water and the spirit, then it's rather obvious that that pastor at this church might just preach, let's live virtuously, let's be morally upright, let's be good Samaritans, let's be sanctified, let's not do evil. Isn't this the case? 
In fact, the reason why we believe in Jesus Christ as our Saviour and in the Gospel of the Water and the Spirit is in order to receive the remission of sin, become God's children and enjoy glory and splendour in both this world and the next world to come in heaven, all by believing in Jesus Christ who came by the Gospel of the Water and the Spirit. However, if you actually retain your sins in your heart, even after believing in Jesus, that is, if your sins remain intact in your heart, despite attending church, all because you have neither heard nor understood the gospel of the water and the spirit, then how are you any different from the people of the world who don't even believe in Jesus at all? In other words, since it makes no difference whether you believe in Jesus or not, what else can you be but a fool? Despite attending church, today's Christians have sin in their hearts because they don't know the gospel of the water and the spirit. And since they have sin, they will be cast into hell according to the law declaring the wages of sin to be death. In the end, therefore, they are no different from those who don't believe in Jesus. How are these Christians any different from worldly people? They are the same. Despite this, they can't help but continue to attend church and hold on to Jesus, but even as they cling to Jesus, since they have no Holy Spirit in their hearts, ultimately they are not God's children and they will therefore be destroyed along with the people of the world. So today's Christians are not any better than complete unbelievers. In fact, someone who doesn't believe in Jesus at all is not a heretic, but it's actually church-attending Christians who don't know the gospel of the water and the spirit that are heretics before God. Just as the Lord is holy, whoever believes in him must also have no sin in his heart. Yet even though the Lord is sinless and holy, those who don't believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit remain sinful and therefore they are heretics. In other words, among Christians today, anyone who does not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and therefore remains sinful is a heretic, for he is different from God. Just as God has no sin, so must we be made sinless by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit. The word heresy is originated from the Greek word hieresis, that means choice or group. Heretics are the group of people who have chosen the other gospel and believe in it. Even though these heretics confess that they believe in Jesus, since their hearts still remain sinful, they are fundamentally different from God and therefore ultimately they are sinners rather than righteous people. So in the end, they have no Holy Spirit in their hearts, they deviate from the Holy God and they are neither his children nor his people. For all these reasons, they are heretics and fools. Those who are foolish in their flesh are foolish only because of their insufficiencies and so this is not a problem in God's sight. However, those who are spiritually foolish are truly foolish, for even as they attend church, they are heading straight to hell. 
It is because they do not want to listen to nor to look for the gospel of the water and the spirit given by the Lord. And even when they hear it, they don't believe in it. Many such people are found across today's Christian communities. In this age, when the second coming of the Lord is nearing, in this time of famine and at a time when the appearance of the Antichrist is imminent, those who still have not received the remission of sin, those who do not believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, are all fools. Such people must turn around, believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit given by the Lord and thus receive the remission of sin. They must cast aside their own thoughts, throw away such religious beliefs, return to the church that preaches the gospel of the water and the spirit and receive the remission of sin by hearing and believing in the gospel of truth with their hearts. In doing so, they must put the oil of the Holy Spirit in their lamps of faith and go out to receive the groom when he comes. What is the spiritual condition of people in this last age, in this time of famine? Christians and non-Christians alike are slumbering and falling asleep. Although the wise had oil in their lamps, while the foolish had no oil in their lamps, they both went out to receive the bridegroom and they both fell asleep as the bridegroom was delayed. In other words, they all dozed off even as the Lord was about to come. That, my fellow believers, is the spiritual condition of people in the time of famine. The days of spiritual famine are like the days of Noah, in that people are busy eating and drinking and getting married. Even though there still are some faithful who are awake, most people, for both the righteous and sinners alike, are slumbering and fast asleep in this time when the Lord is near. Now that the Lord is so near, everyone must be even more awake and watchful, believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and preach it throughout the whole world to prepare for the new world to come. However, people are so foolish that the nearer they get to the Lord's return, the more sins they commit and the more spiritually blind they become. Those who have sin in their hearts have no understanding of the will of God at all. Long ago, even in the early church, Christians thought that the Lord's return was not too far away and so the Apostle Paul and many others waited patiently for the Lord's imminent return. But now that the Lord's return is indeed imminent, both the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit and those who don't believe are spiritually asleep. The world has fallen deep into sin. People are busy only to eat and drink and get married. Just as people at the time of Noah's flood didn't realise that they were facing destruction until the flood came and destroyed them all, so do today's people remain as blind. Iniquities now abound in this world so much that people don't even realise the seriousness of their sins. For the righteous as well, unless they serve and work to spread the gospel of the water and the spirit, it's impossible to lead a life of faith. It's only because God's church is near us that we believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit and sustain our lives. Otherwise, it would have been impossible for us to continue on with our lives.
Throughout the whole world, how many people are preaching the gospel of the water and the spirit? Christians are now spiritually asleep. We are the only ones still spreading the gospel of the water and the spirit all over the world. We give thanks to the system that allows us to spread this gospel through e-books and paperback books. Otherwise, we would have been the same as the other Christians. People are spiritually asleep in this age also. As the return of the Lord to this earth draws near, people are thirsting after the gospel of the water and the spirit. That's why this present age is such an excellent time to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit. However, even though the Lord's return is imminent, those who are foolish have no interest in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and out of their own religious zeal, they are still looking for false prophets. I am convinced that this present age is the ideal time to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit. With the recent spate of natural disasters and disorder in the world, it seems that visitors to our website have also increased in tandem. Many people are stumbling upon our site from searching through the internet. Even in countries where the internet is not widely available, many pastors and missionaries have access, and so now is a really auspicious time to preach the gospel. People are either spiritually asleep or thirsting after spirituality. Those who are thirsty are now even more thirsting and those who are spiritually asleep are falling even deeper into their sleep. That's why we are now living in a very ideal time to spread the gospel of the water and the spirit. So it's our heart's desire to preach the gospel of the water and the spirit even more forcefully. My heart has been burning with this desire now for quite some time. If God permits, I plan to publish several more volumes on heresy. In fact, there is so much to discuss when it comes to heresy. Even if I were to write 10 volumes, it would actually not be enough to address everything about Christian heretics. There is so much to dig up if I were to discuss in depth who heretics are and trace their origins, history and present conditions. All the claims that these heretics have made out to be orthodox Christian doctrines are actually false. Therefore, I want to publish two volumes on heresy to bring at least its major features to the attention of Christians, so that those who want to return to God by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit would indeed be able to do so. This still leaves something to be desired, but for now, that is my duty. Now, in this age, people are looking for the gospel of the water and the spirit, as there still are those who are spiritually awake. Those looking for the gospel of the water and the spirit in this present age are encountering the gospel of the water and the spirit and receiving the remission of sin through our website at the New Life Mission. Actually, I also would like to preach the gospel to the souls in Korea. So if I can find some time this winter, I would like to distribute the Korean books that we've published so far. If we just distribute the books, everyone who is to believe will believe.
Even now, those who are spiritually awake are desperately looking for the Lord who has come by the gospel of the water and the spirit. So now is a very good time for us to spread the gospel. If there is anyone who has received the remission of sin into his heart without believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, let him step forward. I have no doubt whatsoever that anyone who makes this claim does in fact have sin in his heart. Without knowing the gospel truth of the water and the spirit, it's absolutely impossible for anyone to receive the remission of his sins and enjoy eternal life. Who among today's Christians can form God's church and receive the Lord without believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit? Even though people have become spiritually blind as Satan has deceived people so much and hidden the truth with the false doctrines of Christianity for so long, by the grace of God the gospel truth of the water and the spirit is blossoming all over the world in this age. Literature ministry is our present strategy for preaching the gospel of the water and the spirit. Contrary to our initial expectations, we've actually had far more success raising our co-workers in developed countries than developing countries. I find it so hard to understand why people in developing countries, in Asia, Africa and South America, are unwilling to believe in Jesus and are rejecting the gospel of the water and the spirit so stubbornly. They should know that accepting Christianity is a shortcut to turn one's country into a developed one. For example, Korea was called as the hermit nation even a century ago. But after many of our people accepted Christianity, this has made our people more enlightened, even though they don't know the perfect gospel truth of the water and the spirit. However, if Korea had not accepted Christianity, then it would still have not been able to escape from its primitive condition. So Koreans would still believe in the notion of reincarnation of some religion. They would be bowing before idols. If you do many virtuous deeds, in your next life you will be born as a member of the royal family or an aristocrat. But if you do many evil deeds, then you will be born as a savage beast or some insignificant life form like an insect. What a primitive notion is this. Are people really reincarnated time after time? Of course, some people are born spiritually once more. Those who have now washed their souls from sin by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit have received eternal life from God and they will live forever enjoying splendour and glory. All the others will suffer in pain forever. The Lord said that the righteous will have another world waiting for them and I believe that this world is a world renewed by the Lord. Difference between the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. Anyone can meet the Lord but only through the gospel of the water and the spirit. Yet the foolish virgins did not look for the gospel of truth until the day of the Lord's return, ignored it even when it was preached to them, looked for the Lord in the wrong place and ultimately failed to meet him. Such people are foolish virgins.
In contrast, those who are wise before the Lord are the righteous who found and believed in the gospel of the water and the spirit, overcame many temptations and deceptions after believing and kept their faith in the gospel of the water and the spirit until the end. They are called wise because they knew the times, served the gospel of the water and the spirit and waited for the groom. In the end, the wise and the foolish are determined by whether they believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit or not. Although there are many Christians professing to believe in Jesus, whether they are foolish virgins or wise virgins depends on whether or not they believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit our Lord has given us. We can become wise only if we wholeheartedly believe in this gospel of the water and the spirit our Lord has given us and receive Jesus Christ as our groom. Those who believe in the Lord as their Messiah and Saviour, who know and believe that he has blotted out their sins and made it possible for them to be born again, and who serve the Lord, uniting their hearts with their fellow believers, these are the wise people. Such people can be said to have become wise because they will carry on with the Lord's work until the day he returns. They will meet him face to face and they will be able to enter the kingdom of eternal life. In contrast, the Bible says that the foolish people went around trying to buy the oil until the Lord's return. Just how foolish is this? It means that the foolish people wandered around endlessly looking for the oil from one prayer centre to another, church after church, denomination after denomination, revival meeting after another, religion after religion and mountain after mountain. Yet meanwhile the gospel of the water and the spirit has now been preached in this world like the dandelions blossoming in the spring field. So they themselves have also heard this gospel, but they did not believe in this gospel with their hearts, and instead they claim to have found the truth of receiving the remission of sin in the wrong place, even as they profess to believe in Jesus. Given this, what else can they be but fools before God? It's only fitting for these foolish people to be barred from entering heaven, for they showed no interest in the gospel of the water and the spirit, even though it was right in front of them. It is more than justified for these people not to be qualified to receive the groom when he comes. We recently decided on the following slogan as the main theme for the Gospel Revival meeting of Korean churches, scheduled for the second half of the year. Let us attain the qualification to receive God's blessings. People today are spiritually slumbering and falling asleep. This means that they have no interest in spiritual affairs. It means that they have no interest in the gospel of the water and the spirit. Many Christians think, since I believe in Jesus this much, I must have been born again by now. I should be able to enter heaven even if I have sin. Besides, no one else but only God knows whether someone professing to believe in Jesus will indeed enter heaven or not. It is sheer arrogance for anyone to say that he knows whether he has been saved from sin and will enter heaven or not.
So this present age is such that people condemn us who are preaching the gospel of the water and the spirit as heretics, despising and mocking us. Christianity today is now filled with such people. Many pastors think and believe, even though there is sin in my heart, since I believe in Jesus, I will still go to heaven. However, pastors with a conscience know very well that they cannot go to heaven, for they have sin. Such people know that because they have committed many sins while ministering to their flocks, their hearts remain sinful, and therefore, even as they pray to God, their prayers do not reach him. So they know themselves that they are clearly bound to hell. But many of them carry on with their ministries only as a professional occupation or because they have to make a living on this earth, because they have to earn the bread, because they get paid more than they would otherwise be paid had they been working at a secular job and because they are also respected as the men of cloth. In reality, however, such pastors are all wretched. Perhaps that's who you are, but even so, you must first think of the salvation of your own soul. Rather than thinking only of your flesh, shouldn't you receive the remission of sin by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit for the sake of your soul? To do so, you must believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit, and to believe in this gospel, you must read the books that we are sharing. Regardless of what others may say to you, you should read our books attentively, compare them to the Bible, confirm for yourself whether the gospel of the water and the spirit is biblically sound or not, believe in it and then pray about it. As God said, seek and you shall find. If you really look for the gospel of the water and the spirit as a Christian, then God will meet you through our website, through our books and through those around you who have already been born again. God will make it possible for all those who are looking for the truth to receive the remission of sin through our books, whether they are in Korea or abroad. When we hear news from the mission field all over the world, we see countless people testifying that they had almost given up their faith in Jesus, but through our website they were able to receive the remission of sin and meet the Holy God, all from requesting our gospel books and reading them. We hear such news on a daily basis. God said that he would meet all those who are sincerely looking for the gospel of the water and the spirit, but those who are foolish do not realise this gospel even though it is right next to them. In the end, they will not be able to enter the Lord's kingdom when he returns, but instead they will stand outside in the dark, crying in sadness and gnashing their teeth. So we, the believers in the gospel of the water and the spirit, must have compassion for these foolish people and we have to give them the opportunity to also receive the remission of sin. We must preach this gospel word so that no one would be unable to believe in the gospel of the water and the spirit out of ignorance. Through our paperback books and d-books, as well as through our lips, we must spread the gospel of the water and the spirit. That is the task that we the righteous must carry on until the Lord returns.
The Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Luke chapter 12 verse 42 to 43. It's you and I who are God's servants and it's to us that God has entrusted his work to in order to fulfil his will. That is why we are feeding and providing the bread of the Spirit to every soul around the whole world in due time. After faithfully carrying out this task we will meet with the Lord and enter his kingdom. It's only a matter of time before the will of the Lord shall be completely fulfilled. Now is the time of famine for both body and spirit. If now is the time of famine, then it's the beginning of sorrows. When these sorrows break out openly, the Antichrist will emerge eventually, and this will then usher in the age of the pale horse. The believers will be separated from the unbelievers, martyrdom will come and this will be followed by indescribably terrifying plagues that will break out all around the world. This planet earth will then disappear and a new heaven and a new earth will descend. The Lord will then return and live in the new heaven and new earth together with the righteous for a thousand years and then let us enter the eternal kingdom to enjoy everlasting life forever. But now is the time of sorrow. It's a time when the Lord's return is imminent. When a boulder is pushed down from the top of a mountain, it will roll slowly at first. It's hard to roll over a large boulder at first. But once the initial resistance is overcome and the boulder is rolled over for the first few times, it gains momentum and accelerates rapidly. By the time the boulder reaches halfway down the mountain, it doesn't just roll, but it bounces over most small mounds. And at the end, it's catapulted into the air and crashes down at the base of the mountain to cover the earth with its shattered pieces. Such is the same as what the age of sorrows is like. Now is the time of sorrows. Do typhoons, earthquakes and tsunamis come just once in a while? One such earthquake, tsunamis and typhoons begin to strike, we can see that they strike repeatedly and there is no way to stop them. As disasters have begun and because they've started to accelerate, this is the ideal time to spread the gospel. Actually, the gospel is being spread very well these days. But once the disasters get worse, social systems and infrastructures shall collapse and then we won't be able to spread the gospel as easily. In those days, we should only try to defend our faith and ensure our own survival and we should preach the gospel to our families of the flesh lastly and be martyred by our faith in the Lord. All that awaits us the righteous from now on is our martyrdom and participation in the glory of God. Recently, a mutated strain of bird flu has begun to infect human beings and it's said that the disease can potentially kill up to 150 million people from the global population. The avian flu that's now spreading all around the world is that lethal. 
Once this virus is transmitted to human beings or livestock from birds, it is transformed into a deadly virus. This mutated strain of avian flu virus is so lethal that once it infects someone, it only takes a few days to kill him. There are many such deadly diseases in this age. When we turn to the book of Revelation, we see how it's prophesied that one third of the global population will die all at once. It also says that fire will rain down from the sky and burn a third of grass and trees on the planet. All these things are possible. Such things are more than feasible in this age. When I heard such stories before, I used to feel that they were from some distant country far away from me. But now I instead think I should diligently work on my books on heresy. Sometimes I also think, I've been working so hard, but what if I come down with bird flu and die from it? Of course, you may think, how would God let such a thing happen to his servant? I'm sure he will protect him. But it's still possible. Of course, I also believe that God will protect me. It's only because of his protection that I've lived so far. But the point is that even so, we must never miss the window of opportunity to carry out our entrusted tasks. In other words, we shouldn't be lazy and think that God would do everything for us. So lately I've been trying hard to finish my books on heresy as soon as possible, convinced that no one else but I should be responsible for my own task. Even though my health has not been that good lately, I am still working even harder. Before we spread the gospel of the water and the spirit completely, the fourth age, that is, the age of the pale horse, will come. This is the time of the martyrdom of the righteous. In that age, terrible tyrants will rule over the world and kill everyone who doesn't listen to them. And because that age will be continuously besieged by sorrows and plagued by countless diseases and disasters, no one will have any stamina left to have compassion for others. The Lord said that when the end times come, many people's love would dry up and grow cold. So we have to hold those who are not against us, but we have to hate those who are against us in such a cold society. The Lord has waited a bit more and knowing that tribulations would accelerate quickly, we've been carrying out diligently our literature ministry. North Korea and a handful of other countries are the only countries in the whole world where the gospel of the water and the spirit has not made its way. Our books have been introduced everywhere else. However, we still have not distributed our books to every nation in massive numbers in order that they would allow everyone, Christians and non-Christians alike, to know the truth. Even so, soon the gospel of the water and the spirit will emerge as a great issue all over the world. Is the gospel of the water and the spirit really the absolute truth or not? This question will become a great issue even among those who don't believe in Jesus as their saviour. Only then can the whole world know the genuine gospel and people will then examine whether or not Jesus Christ has fulfilled his mission of salvation successfully and perfectly.
Until now, the enemies of Christ have been trying hard to wipe out the Bible, the Word of God itself. That's because, once the Bible itself is removed, no one can know how Jesus Christ has saved mankind from sin through the Gospel of the Water and the Spirit. So the Lord has thwarted their attempts and made us preach the Gospel of the Water and the Spirit as it is written in the Bible. I am convinced that now is the best time to spread the gospel of the water and the spirit. I believe that the gospel cannot be spread unless we preach it now and with this conviction I am committed to preaching the gospel even more diligently. So I pray to God that he would give us more financial means, more workers and more of his blessings. We also would like to earn more money. That's why on the other hand we are working more diligently on our business ventures. I hope and pray that the God of truth would hold us steadfast, help us and bless us all. Now is the time when we must indeed be awake. This present age is the time when the gospel of the water and the spirit must be proclaimed. Trusting in the righteousness of God then, let us all spread this gospel diligently in this present age.